Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a special edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour and a half, I'm going to give you the rundown of some of the top entertainment news stories that made headlines in 2020, along with the scandals, the best in television music, as well as those we lost this year, and how the coronavirus affects, how it affects celebrities and, and the love of the industry all together. So look, without further ado, roll it. J.A.G. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC. Up on the train and the radio was all I need. In the fuse and celeb news, I let see. That's entertainment. Who became famous? Number one source of pop culture. Radio or not, we gon' chase it. That's entertainment. Say better lessons from the ghetto conversation. Gotta make a change in. That's entertainment. Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So baby, don't forget the tune. The bins is nice. The jacks is the better cruise. The original car by win cause you play the You're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. Uh, it is a special edition because this show we're going to be talking about That's Entertainment, the year-end review of 2020. Every year I do a year-end review show to talk about the most talked-about entertainment stories of the year as well as the scandals, the best in television, movies, music, marriages, proposals, divorce and those that we lost in the year. Uh, this year it's been different because, you know, first of all, this is it. This is the last show for That's Entertainment for 2020. In 48 hours we're going to say goodbye and good riddance to 2020. It's been a tough year for all of us. The coronavirus has changed everything, the way we spend time with our family, the way we spend time with our friends, the way we go to school, the way we go to work, the way we travel, the way we dine out, and the way we go to the movies. Um, It has been a devastating blow, not just on our livelihood, but also the way we entertain with our family and the way we be entertained. Uh, It's been a tough year here in the United States because we lost so many people from this virus, so many deaths. Uh, We also got to find out about what was our country like as far as racial injustice with the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all the people that we lost due to police violence and brutality. Um, Also, the way our government handled the situation. You know, we had a president in here who didn't take this seriously, just kind of brushed it off and uh, didn't warn anybody. He called himself trying to protect. He didn't want to be an alarmist. But if he had rang the alarm, I think of so many people, and a lot of people think this way too, a lot of people's lives would have been spared. So we can't wait. Goodbye and good riddance to 2020. Hopefully uh, 2021 would be much better uh, now that there's a uh, a, a um, now that people are getting um, vaccinated, 
hopefully everyone will be able to go out, be entertained, enjoy life to the fullest. Um, Also, amid the coronavirus pandemic and the fight for racial justice, uh, we needed celebrities more than ever to inspire and give us something to smile about. Uh, The summer season was filled with excitement, history-making pop culture moments, as we shared for the uh, first, uh, for the new Black Bachelor. Uh, We jammed out to Beyonce's electrifying Black is King, but at the same time, we were hit with unexpected tragedies, and we pay tribute to Nick Cordero and Naya Rivera. It's been an unprecedented year, to say the least, and even crazier that it's almost over. So uh, before I get started with the show, I want to thank everybody who's been here from the very beginning. I'd like to thank all my listeners from all over the world who's been listening to this show from the day from day one, and especially this year in the safety of your home also to thank all the the medical community and the essential workers for being on the front line of this pandemic this year. I I mean, the world can't thank you enough for being the true heroes with helping, trying to get this under control and to help save people as much as you can. And it was tough for them. New York was the first uh, epicenter, and we caught hell. And now everybody else is catching hell. Uh, Shouts out to California. They really are really getting it really bad. So uh, hopefully um, we'll finally get this virus under control. Uh, As usual, uh, we want to start with some of the best and talked about news stories for 2020. Uh, A lot of people was uh, talking about how uh, Prince Harry and the Duchess Meghan uh, announced that they were essentially quitting the royal family. Uh, They were saying that they intended to step back as senior members of the royal family and work to become financially independent. Uh, In other words, they no longer wanted to live off the taxpayer's dollars and earn a living and speak for themselves moving forward. Uh, After the official Mexit Day, which was April 1st, it also marked the first day of the couple's royal-free lives. The the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, who said goodbye to protocol with a final run of events in the U.K. uh, in March, lived in Los Angeles. They uh, borrowed movie mogul uh, Tyler Perry mansion for a while, and after a few months of renting their home in Canada... Now, Queen Elizabeth II reportedly had very little notice of their decision, which they announced formally after a British tabloid leaked it and was upset, as were, as were Prince Charles and Prince William, who all participated in the crisis talk. The decision that Prince Harry had made for him and his wife to step back, I guess you can say they, when they talked about it and announced it, it was, they made it very, a light announcement. Uh, Harry had said on January 19th of this year in his first public comment on the bombshell decision, he said, quote, it was so many months of talk after so many years of challenges, and I know I haven't always gotten it right, but as far as this goes, there really was no other option, unquote. Now, Harry is an Army veteran. He was required to give up all his military appointments, and the couple agreed not to use their his and her Royal Highness title. In their post-royal lives, 
Megan hit the ground running, narrating a nature documentary for Disney Plus called Elephant. Uh, the couple also announced their new foundation, Archwell, where they volunteered in L.A. by making and delivering foods to those in need in midst the COVID-19 crisis. And in May, they celebrated their son's first birthday. And over the summer, they moved to Monticello, California, a wealthy enclave in about two half two and a half hours no two hours north of Hollywood, where they purchased a fourteen million dollar house. As the year went on, they announced major deals with Netflix and Spotify. Another top entertainment story for the year: Justin Bieber was battling Lyme disease and chronic mono for most of 2019, but he revealed on January 8th of this year. Now he said, "Quote: While a lot of people kept saying that he looked like look look like crap." or looked like he was on meth, they failed to realize that he was recently diagnosed with Lyme disease. And he wrote this on Instagram, adding that he also had a serious case of chronic mono, which affected his skin, his brain function, energy, and overall health. And it's been a rough couple of years, but he getting the right treatment helped treat this so far, this incurable disease that he was able to come back and better than ever. And it was actually a big month for him. On January 27th of this year, he also kicked off a 10-part documentary series on YouTube called Justin Bieber Seasons. The doc the t- uh, details his whole, whole health battle while making his first album in four years. Also made the top entertainment stories of this year. It was a big, big reunion, and everybody was talking about it. On January 19th, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston was actually photographed together. They ran. Uh, they, the running happened backstage at the Screen Actor Guild Award, where both took home some. Uh, hardware. Uh, in fact, when Brad won his award for his work in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, cameras cut to Jen, who smiled and clapped. Now, Brad was actually backstage when Jen won her award for her performance in the morning show. And he was so excited for her, he didn't smile from ear to ear while watching her on the monitor. Now, when told of Brad's reaction, Jen said that, oh, that was so sweet of him. It's just we all grown up together. We really have, and it's just feel like a really fun night to celebrate and, you know, cheer each other on and keep working. Now, the two who were famously married from 2000 to 2005 had been friendly for years, but they managed to avoid what they call uh, shutterbugs until the SAG Awards. Uh, Brad lately reportedly matched Jen's $1 million donation to an anti-racism organization in June, and in September they reunited again uh, virtually for a charity script reading of the Fast Time at Ridgemont High. Aerosmith longtime drummer Joey Kramer felt like the band was treating him like a rag doll during one of his biggest celebratory moments in January of this past year, he sues the band for allegedly freezing them out of several upcoming big events, including the 2020 Grammy Awards and Music Care Gala, where the group was being honored. Now, Joey's hope was that a judge would order the band, put him behind the drums, despite not having played with the group since April of 2019. Now, Joey said that the band even forced him to essentially audition for his job after he took a leave of absence. And then the band thought his audition lacked energy. 
And he said this wasn't about money for him. He said that he felt deprived of the opportunity to be recognized along with his peers for a collective lifetime contribution to the music industry. And this was what he said, um, uh, this was a statement that he said. And on January 22nd, a judge sided with Aerosmith, ruling that the band had no requirements to let him play the events, and also agreed that he was probably a little rusty from his six months absence. Now, Aerosmith, however, encouraged Joy to attend the Music Care Gala, honoring the legend, legendary band on January 24th, but they prevented him from performing. He did join Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, and Cruz on stage to accept the award. Joe was back performing with the band in February when he rejoined them for their Las Vegas residency show. Shannon Doherty, uh, uh, cancer came back on February 4th. The Beverly Hills 90210 star revealed on Good Morning America that she had stage four cancer. The actress who publicly chronicled a breast cancer battle from 2015 to 2017 said she had known about her new diagnosis for a year but kept it private. This is what she said. She said, quote, I don't think that I process it. It's a bitter pill to swallow in a lot of ways. As for why she decided to come out with the revelation at the moment, she said that the news was going to be made public in a lawsuit with insurers State Farm over unpaid claims related to damage to her house caused by a 2018 Los Angeles wildfire. The opening line of the lawsuit said, quote, Plaintiff Shannon Doherty is dying of stage four terminal cancer. It added she is unable to live out her remaining years peacefully in her home. Jesse Smollett drama is far from over. On February 11, the former Empire star was indicted by a special prosecutor on six counts of disorderly conduct for falsely reporting an assault in 2019, a move that came nearly a year after the initial set of charges against Jesse was controversially dropped. Now, Jesse and his team had argued that the new changes related to his alleged Chicago attack should be taught because they equate to double jeopardy. A judge has ruled otherwise, noting that no judicial process ever occurred. And in addition to the criminal case, Jesse is also facing a civil case with the city of Chicago concerning the same incident. The city insists the actor faked the attack and owed $130,000 for using city resources. And in June, Jesse and his team argued via a court filing that police are lying about his case and the city is helping to cover it up. Right now we have 14 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to a special edition of Vast Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Today we're talking about the year-end review of 2020. Every year around this time I do a rundown of some of the most talked about entertainment news stories of the year, from scandals to the best in television and movies, music, uh, divorces, marriages, proposals, celebrity deaths, you name it. And we also do a music countdown of some of the songs that I thought was the best in the year. Uh, we're going to start off with that music countdown. Um, this one is is interesting because people was waiting for this for a long time. You know, you don't need us to remind you that the reason why 2020 was a disaster, but it, we we want to revisit all the ways in which it was great. 
And we're talking about pop songs from underrated, uh, so, underrated songs to the radio mainstays and everything in between. And despite everything, this was a banner year for pop music. Established genres, queens like Ariana Grande, Lady Gaga, and Miley Cyrus returned with new albums. Artists who had teetered on the verge for years now finally breaking out like Doja Cat. Uh, we gobble up all of these offerings like our lives depended on it. And in some cases, our lives truly did depend on staying home and staying set, safe. Um as we look forward to 2021, we gladly wave much of this year goodbye. And first, however, we need to highlight the pop art that was born out of such a difficult period and to pre- appreciate the music that helped us get through a, of times of stress, anxiety, and depression. My top uh, song for 2020 comes in at number four from Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, uh, the superstar diva duet would have made a splash in any year, but that they rather uh, come out with a bang with a banger like this. Uh, one of the lines in the song where they said, "I'd rather be dry, but at least I'm alive," and then the chorus hit especially hard, and that's when it really hit hard in 2020 when they when you hear the lyrics to this song. But the pair. That well-timed sentiment with a 90 house beat, Ariana Grande angelic vocal runs, and Lady Gaga extraterrestrial uh, spoken word interlude, and Rain On Me is the nightclub banger that impatiently waiting for nightclubs to reopen. And in the essence, I mean, sorry, in the absence of dance floors, this song was made for listening and singing in the shower. This is my top song for 2020, coming in at number four, Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, and Rain On Me.
For tw- of 2020, coming in at number four, Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, and Rain on Me. Uh, also, uh, you know, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to a special edition of That's Entertainment. It's my year in review of 2020. And every year around this time, I give you the top rundown of the top entertainment news story that made headlines in 2020. Everything from scandals, the best in television, music, celebrity deaths, celebrity marriages, and those that um, who made an impact on the year uh, pro- this past year. And uh, we was just before we went to the music break, I was going down the list of some of the most talked about entertainment stories of the year. And um, one of also another big story of the year was the which uh, was rapper Takashi Six Nine. He's a free man, and thanks to coronavirus, you know, on April 2nd, a New York judge granted the rapper a compassionate release from prison, effected immediately, stating that he should be allowed to finish his sentence at home and under supervision. The release came after the rapper, whose real name is Daniel Hernandez, via his lawyer, pleaded with the courts to release him, claiming his asthma made him much more susceptible susceptible to contracting the coronavirus. Now that he's out, Takashi 69 is on supervised release and has a GPS monitor attached to him. And to say he's immediately enjoyed his freedom would be an understatement. Reports claim he bought a fleet of luxury vehicles and several um, massively expensive jewelry pieces. He also started shooting music videos in his backyard and dropped a new song in May setting an Instagram live record. Amid the wide windfalls from his songs, he tried to donate $200,000 to an organization that feeds hungry children, but his good deed was quickly rebuffed. The music star who was convicted on racketeering charges and sentenced to two years in prison is still believed to be a target of his former gang as he testified against them in court for a reduced sentence. Just a day after the new song dropped, his lawyer said 6 9 was moved after the, uh, after the address of his house arrest accommodation was leaked online. And Hollywood, uh, this was also a big, big story in 2020. And because everyone was, uh, this happened during the height of the shutdown from the pandemic, um, and then the country started reopening up, uh, Hollywood started to support racial and just protests. On May 25th, a black man named George Floyd changed the country. 
George died after a white police officer pinned him to the ground by kneeling on his neck for nearly nine minutes as three other officers watched, even even though George told them more than 20 times that he couldn't breathe. Video taken by bystanders and body cam footage confirmed this. His death sparked outrage throughout not only the United States but the world and Hollywood's biggest name joined in the demand to end police brutality and racial injustice. For weeks, celebrities such as Jamie Foxx, Ben Affleck, Kristen Stewart, uh, Brad Pitt, Norman Reddis, and many others participate alongside everyday people in peaceful Black Lives Matter protests and demonstrations in Los Angeles and New York City. Some celebrities got caught up in more chaotic situation with police, which were common in the early days of the protest. Halsey, Madison Beer, and Portia Williams from the Real Housewives of Atlanta said that they were tear gas at demonstration they attended. John Cusack said police came at him with batons while he documented the protest in Chicago. Cole Sprouse and Jamie King said they were arrested at protests in Los Angeles. Insecure actor Kendrick Sampson said he was hit by rubber bullets at a demonstration. Several celebrities like Christy Teigen, Seth Rogen, Drake, and more offer money to bail out protesters who've been arrested. Meanwhile, others expressed themselves in the media or social media. Uh, Jay-Z took out full-page ads in newspapers across the country dedicated to George. Hundreds. If users shared blank black screens, a show of support for Black Lives Matter and peaceful protesting. Leah Michelle didn't see her summer turning out this way. On June 1st, the actress tweeted her outrage about the death of George Floyd. After doing so, Samantha Marie Ware, who starred alongside Leah on Glee, called out Leah for making her time on the set a living hell. Afterwards, others in the spotlight, including actor-musician Debierre, piled on. And this is what he tweeted. He said, girl, quote, girl, you wouldn't let me sit at the table with the other cast members because I didn't belong there, unquote. Heather Morris said Leah was unpleasant to work with on Glee. Leah's uh, Spring Awakening co-star Gerard uh, Canonico said she was nothing but a nightmare to work with, saying she made him feel like he didn't belong there. The Real Housewives of New York City alum Aviva Dretcher wasn't surprised by the negative feeling, saying that Leah was once very kind, unkind to her. And amid the onset behavior implications, HelloFresh dropped Leah as a spokeswoman. Leah, who publicly announced her pregnancy in early May, responded to the claims on June 3rd, saying she now realized her action hurt people. And this is what she said. She said, quote, whether it was my privileged position and perspective that caused me to be perceived as insensitive or inappropriate at time, or whether it was just my immaturity and me just being unnecessarily difficult, I apologize for my behavior and for any pain which I have caused. We all can grow and change, and I have definitely used this these past several months to reflect on my own shortcomings, unquote. Guess what? The apology didn't work as many branded it a non-apology. You know, this was another big story for the year. Where do we begin? Well, it started in July. Kanye West announced that he was running for president of the United States as a member of the birthday party. 
On July 19, he held a campaign rally in South Carolina that was widely viewed as a disaster. At one point, he revealed he and his wife, Kim Kardashian West, almost aborted their eldest child and admitted Kim might want to divorce him, something he later tweeted himself being considering. There were speculation that Kanye was having a bipolar episode, which Kim later all, later confirmed. Uh, the next day, Kanye went on Twitter rants in which he sh- shaded mother-in-law Kris Jenner and claimed Kim tried to involuntarily commit him to a mental hospital. In mid-September, Kanye then unloaded on the music industry, claiming it was a modern-day slave ship. Soon, the rapper began advocating for artists and athletes, especially black artists, to free themselves from advocating for artists and athletes, especially black artists, to free themselves from their contracts. He then took his feud to another level, and on September 16, he posted a video on Twitter that appeared to show him urinating on one of his Grammys. Earlier in the week, Kaya had been rallying about Universal Records not selling him his master's recording. He then uploaded copies of his 10 Universal Record contracts and employed every lawyer in the world to look at them. After his rant and urination video, Kanye was kicked off of Twitter for 12 hours. He also said he would help longtime nemesis Taylor Swift get her own masters back from Scooter Braun, but in November, Scooter sold them to Disney Family Private Investment Arm for more than $300 million. And, oh, yeah, spoiler alert, Kanye didn't win the presidency. Simon Cowell uh, broke his back while riding his electric bike in Los Angeles. Some good advice if you buy an electric trail bike, read the manual before you ride it for the first time. That's what he tweeted on August 9th. He said he broke parts of his back, and he thanked everyone for their kind messages. And according to witnesses of Simon's accident, speed was a factor, and he was thrown in the air after the bike did a giant wheelie. Page 6 reported that Simon narrowly avoided being paralyzed. He did a turn in his courtyard, changed gear, and then the bike went into a wheelie and threw him off his back or off the bike. Uh, Simon was in complete agony and was stretched out of his home and taken in an ambulance to ho- to the hospital. Now, um, friends at the scene, according to a source, quickly checked that he could move fingers and toes. When he fell off the bike, he landed right on his back, which broke in a number of places. He had to have a metal rod inserted into his back. And after the injury, Kelly Clarkson took his place as a judge on America's Got Talent. And I told you last year um, when I was in Australia, I had rode one of those electric bikes as well. Rode it along the beach in Melbourne, got into some sand, and I started wiggling and fell down. Now, we was part of a bicycle tour group, and the uh, other people that were on the tour, they were so nice. They helped me up, asked if I was all right. But if you're not paying attention and if you're going fast, you will hurt yourself on those bikes. I, my my uh, injuries wasn't as bad as Simon. I had some bruises and cuts, but you got to pay attention. you got to know what you're doing. Um, on August 9th, our favorite uh, TV chef, Rachel Ray, uh, her upstate New York mansion was destroyed when an inferno ripped through it. The fire, it was later determined, started in the chimney. The um, Rachel did escape the blaze along with her husband, her mother, and dog. 
And she said in the statement that they were okay. These are the days we have to be grateful for, for what we have and not what we lost. And the home is located in a fairly remote area. So there are no nearby fire hydrants. Firefighters had to use pond water to douse the flames. Rachel had been filming her um, talk show and cooking segment at the at her home amid the coronavirus pandemic. And on September 14th, Rachel shared on Instagram images of the charred remain of the home. And this is what she said: "When one chapter ends, a new one begins." Uh, daddy drama. Who could forget with Britney Spears and her dad? Uh, Britney Spears' battle with her father and the conservatorship. He presides over, has gotten ugly, and she now wants the court to open up her conservatorship case and uh, make it public. On September 3rd, the pop star via her lawyers filed paperwork to suggest that she doesn't trust her father, Jamie Spears, or his handling of her conservatorship, which has guided uh, Britney's life since 2008. She also sided with the hashtag free Britney movement which had argued about for, uh, for the singer to be released from conservatorship Britney's team said there was no reason to keep the case private since no sensitive issues regarding her minor children will be disclosed in a separate court filing on September 14 Britney said she was done performing so long as her dad controlled the conservatorship and um, also, um, and we talked about this. We talked about this because the reason why she had to have this conservatorship, like her father had to take control of her money, because that was during the times when it was started when Brittany was going through some issues in her life, personal issues. Uh, she was having a, a um, kind of a mental breakdown. So her father thought it would be best that he take over her finances and, you know, but now that she's better, she was doing shows in Las Vegas, she was in a new relationship. You know, a lot of people thought, and I'm pretty sure Brittany thought, it was only going to be a contemporary thing, but it just continued and continued. So also one of the biggest uh, stories of 2020, uh, along with uh, putting Brianna Taylor on the cover of Old Magazine, uh, Oprah Winfrey pledged to put up 26 billboards in her honor, one for each year of her life. Vanity Fair also uh, featured a portrait of Taylor on the cover of the September issue, and Cardi B drew attention to Taylor's death in her cover interview for Elle's September issue, describing the incident as so insane. Now, if for those who don't uh, know Breonna Taylor, she was the young woman who was at home watching television with her boyfriend when police uh, came storming to her, their apartment without a warning and shot her. And they, according to the boyfriend, they never said who they were, allegedly said who they were. They just busted in and started shooting, and she ended up dying. And the police officers that were responsible for her death they no nothing was done with them until recently where I think two was fired, one is getting ready to be fired and one is still on the job. And such celebrities like Beyonce and Oprah were uh trying to uh 
trying to uh, send a message to uh, have these officers face, you know, they, they wanted justice for her death. So uh, Oprah decided that uh, she wanted to uh, put her on the cover of old magazine, which is Oprah Winfrey's magazine, for 26 billboards in her honor, one for each year of her life, because she was only 26 years old. Speaking of loss, uh, this story was also heartbreaking. Um, We're talking about Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. They endured a family tragedy. On September 30, the model and her cookbook author announced that they had suffered a pregnancy loss when she lost their third child, a son, at 20 weeks due to a partial placenta abruption. Uh, They were in shock. They had deep pain, and it was the kind of pain you never felt before, and they were never able to stop the bleeding and give their baby the fluids he needed, despite bags and bags of blood transfusion, and it just wasn't enough. And that's what she wrote in her Instagram post And she said, quote, we never decided on our baby's name Until the last possible moment after they're born Just before we leave the hospital But we, for some reason, had started to call this little guy in my belly Jack So he will always be Jack to us Jack worked so hard to be a part of our little family And he will be forever, unquote It was a gut-wrenching tweet on September 30th and Chrissy wrote, quote, driving home from the hospital with no baby, how can this be real, unquote. Jeff Bridges took to Twitter to reveal that he had lymphoma. Although it is a serious disease, he felt fortunate that he had a great team of doctors and the prognosis is good. The Oscar-winning actor wrote on October 19, quote, I'm starting treatment and will keep you posted on my recovery. I'm I'm profoundly grateful for the love and support from my family and friends, unquote. After Jeff's announcement, many of the entertainment's biggest names voiced their support for him. Jeff continued to give updates about his treatment, and on his personal website, Jeff wrote, quote, this cancer thing is bringing on feelings of preciousness and gratitude and good old-fashioned love, and lots of it big time. I'm feeling so much of it coming my way, and, man, I appreciate it. It's contagious, all this love, like some kind of positive virus, unquote. The explosive trial and the career repercussions of Johnny Depp after he lost a libel lawsuit against a London-based tabloid newspaper that once called him a wife-beater. And the ruling had an immediate impact on his career as he was asked by Warner Brothers to resign from the Fantastic Beasts movie franchise over the sun. Summer, uh, Johnny and his ex-wife Amber Heard both delivered explosive testimony in a London courtroom in the case that saw both accusing the other of abuse and making salacious allegations. On November 2nd, several months after testimony ended, the judge delivered a 129-page statement in which he said he's determined that the newspaper claimed that Johnny was abusive was substantially true. And throughout the court case, Johnny maintained that he never abused Amber after pinning the blame on her. And he said, quote, I have reached this conclusion having examined in detail the 14 incidents on which the defendant relied, as well as the overarching consideration which the claimant submitted I should take into account. I'm sorry, Johnny didn't say that. The judge said that. Um, also, this month, December 1st, Elliot Page, the actor previously known as Ellen Page, took to social media to publicly come out as transgender. The Juno and Umbrella Academy star will use the pronoun he 
And to have arrived at this place in her life, she wrote in part in a lengthy post on social media. She said, quote, I can't begin to express how remarkable it feels to finally love who I am enough to pursue my authentic self. I, I love that I am trans, and I love that I'm queer, unquote. The announcement came six weeks after Elliot publicly came out as gay during the 2014 Human Rights Campaign Time to Thrive Conference benefiting LGBT youth in Las Vegas. In January 2018, Elliot announced his marriage to uh, dancer-choreographer Emma Partner. And on December 15, which was pretty recent, the Sun leaked the audio of Tom Cruise uh, laying it into his cruise member for violating COVID-19 protocols on the set of Mission Impossible 7. Uh, he went off, and he, Tom, who's producing this film as well as starring in it, he didn't hold back. He was talking about um, people in Hollywood are depending on them, they believe in them and and what they're doing, and here we are trying to, we're creating thousands of jobs, and he doesn't want to see parts of his crew doing not social distancing and taking this virus serious because uh, the outburst, he noted, had important uh, following the rules is from a financial standpoint. Um, you know, he said he stressed how people are losing their homes because our, the industry is shutting down. He's not going to put food on the, people that can't put food on the table or pay for their college education, and that's what keeps him up at night. So he apologized for being irate and going off, but he he said this is very important to him and and. The report also claimed that at least five staffers quit after Tom outburst, and several former high-profile Scientologists also spoke out to criticize the acts as a pro, with Leah Remini characterizing the outburst as all for publicity. I don't disagree with Leah because there was all the celebrities that kind of agreed with what Tom was doing. I mean, some people said that he should have approached it a lot a, a lot differently, but he is taking this virus seriously. It's deadly. It's contagious. And they had to shut down the production, I think, twice, if I'm not mistaken, because they came down, uh, there was some um, some crew members who came down with the virus. And you've got to remember, these uh, movies are on a time schedule. So another delay would have pushed it at back even further and further. So he wants to try to get it done, and he also cares about his health as well and members of his other crew and people who work in the business and their families. Right now we have 47 minutes left remaining in the show. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment where I give you a rundown of the year-end review of the top entertainment stories of 2020. And uh, Red Table Talk host Jada Pickett-Smith revealed her friendship with R&B artist August Alsina, where they started four and a half years ago when she and Will were basically broken up. She admitted she and Alcina got into a relationship would allow her to grow and heal. Also, Gabrielle Union breaks her silence on her America Got Talent exit. Uh, she said in an interview with Variety, she spoke out about how the show toxic work environment. She said she had to 
look at herself and say, do I want to keep it, keep myself busy or do I want to be the person to stand up? And she said, because I'm not the only one being poisoned at work. And during the American Black Film Festival, Union elaborated on the challenges she faced in the entertainment industry as a black woman, describing her AGT exit as feeling like such as a public flogging. Neil Young uh, also considered a copyright lawsuit against the Trump campaign uh, after Donald Trump campaign played Rockin' in the Free World and Devil Sidewalk at his rallies. Young posted a lawsuit against the president on August 4th, citing copyright infringement under Title 17. And our girl Zendaya scored her first Emmy nomination. Uh, she was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award as Best Actress in a Drama Series for her role as Rue in Ephora. Other notable diverse Emmy nominations include Insecure for Best Comedy Series and Rami Youssef for Best Actor in a Comedy Series for his role in Rami. Right now we have 45 minutes left remaining in the show. Um, not only am I giving you the rundown of some of the top entertainment news stories, but I also am giving you a rundown of some of the music that was uh, was incredible this year, despite the coronavirus pandemic where a lot of artists couldn't tour, can, uh, concerts were canceled. And this next artist, uh, i got to say, um, these next this next artist, wow. These are four cute young guys from South Korea. And they come a long way. They're not only good looking, but they're talented and they can sing and dance. And they had their share of racial discrimination. They had a lot of people hating on them. They two years ago they spoke spoke at the UN with the theme of love yourself. A message that resonated not only to the people that they were speaking to at the UN, but to their fans, and they helped their fans cope with what was going on in their lives. And 2020 was it was no different, and it was just written in the stars for these guys. You know, BTS lit up 2020 with their historic English language single, which marked the first song by an all South Korean group to blast atop the Hot 100. And between its breezy disco elements, seven undeniably talented vocalists, and don't forget a little funk and soul, Dynamite has every piece of the hit-making puzzle. The uplifting summer staple had easily kept the Saturday Night Fever going through the rest of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, this is BTS with Dynamite. Yeah. 
personal music countdown they came in number three is one of the best songs of 2020 congratulations to bts and also congratulations for making the time entertainers of the year all right uh again you're listening to a special edition of that's entertainment i'm your host tammy jones give this is our year in review and every year i break down some of the top entertainment stories for the year if you're just tuning in and you're listening for the first time welcome that's entertainment selling it's celebrating its own uh 10 years here on btr so i'd like to thank everybody who's been listening to the very beginning and for all your support also if you can't listen to the show in its entirety you can always go back and check us out on the archives right here on btr i also posted the show on B, uh, on the facebook page just go to facebook.com slash that's entertainment dot radio. You can also catch the show on our Twitter page at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. And you can also catch it on my Twitter page at stiletto fourteen S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. All right, we're talking about some of the biggest, not only biggest news stories for 2020, but also, we're also talking about some of the biggest scandals of 2020. Also, uh, we, you know, uh, one of the biggest ones was uh, Harvey Weinstein. 
Uh, he's no longer a free man. On March 11, the disgraced former movie mogul was sentenced to 23 years in prison for rape and sexual assault. Harvey has previously been accused of using his influence to take advantage of dozens of women. Officially, he will serve 20 years in prison for criminal sexual acts and three years in prison for rape. The sentences will run consecutively, and um, many in Hollywood applaud the harsh sentence as if they weren't enough. Harvey, who quickly became a a a piranha in the industry, also reportedly contracted the coronavirus in late March. Though, according to later reports, he was sick with suspected COVID-19 in November. And on June 30, it was announced that his victims had won a $19 million class action settlement, though in July a judge upended the decision and has since continued to play out in court. Money does matter. And in the case of Kylie Jenner, she really isn't a billionaire after all. In March of 2019, Ford put the Keeping Up with the Kardashian star on the cover of its magazine and t- taunted her as the world's youngest self-made billionaire for the second year in a row. Fast forward to May of 2020 when Forbes took it all back, declaring that Kylie manager, momager, Chris Jenner, and their team had exaggerated the size and value of her Kylie cosmetic company for years. The title of the new report was Loaded, Kylie Jenner, Web of Lies, and Why She's No Longer a Billionaire. Ford further claimed that Kylie likely forced the tax returns she showed them, inflating her numbers. Kylie and much of Twitter shrugged it off, wondering why her bank account was of such importance given the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and the unrest over racial injustice following George Floyd's death. And... um, they said that the they thought that this was a, a reputable site, and that they when they saw the numbers of the inaccurate statements and unproven assumptions, they never asked for any title or tried to lie their way ever. Period. And this is what Kylie tweeted on May of twenty nine. She also said, quote, even creating tax returns that were likely forged, that's your proof? So you just thought they were forged, like actually what what I am reading. She also later added, quote, I can name a list of 100 things more important right now than fixating on how much money I have, unquote. Now, Ford downgraded Kylie's worth to just under $900 million. However, in December, Ford named her the world's highest-paid celebrity of 2020, thanks to earnings of $590 million. Also, one of the uh, biggest scandals for 2020 was the blackface uh, uh, incident. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel has some explaining to do. And in June, the late-night host issued an apology for using blackface and insensitive racial language in past comedy skits. And this is what he said, I have long been, quote, I had long been reluctant to address this, and as I knew doing so would be celebrated as a victory by those who equate apology with weakness and cheer for leaders who use prejudice to divide us. That delay was a mistake, unquote. One of the biggest issues that people had was with Jimmy's imitation of NBA player Carl Malone in the 90s. And he also said, quote, I never considered that this might be seen as anything other than an imitation of a fellow human being. Um, Jimmy also had imitated other celebrities like Oprah Winfrey, which mostly happened on The Man Show, which was aired from 1999 to 2004. 
And looking back at many of those sketches, he finally said that they were embarrassing. And it is frustrating that these thoughtless moments have become a weapon used by some to diminish his criticism of social and other injustices. The comedian also said that, quote, I know that this will not be the last I hear of this and that it will be used against again to try to quiet me. I love this country too much to allow that. I won't be bullied into silence by those who, uh, who feign outrage to advance their oppressive and genuinely racist agenda. Around the same time, Jimmy Fallon and Harry Stern also apologized for their own misguided blackface comedy sketches in year past. Another uh, scandal also broke out, and it happened with Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, she has long championed kindness on her show, on her talk show, but her own brand of kindness was called into question during during through the spring and summer of this year. Claims of bad behavior went viral in March after comedian Kevin T. Porter asked fans to tell the most insane stories of Ellen being mean, and many many people obliged and shared story of Ellen's allegedly demeaning behavior. And then on July fourth, I'm sorry, on July first, a report from the Sun said that there was talk that the Ellen DeGeneres show could be getting canceled amid falling ratings and reports that the comedian was rude to her staff. Other reports quoted former staff who shared stories describing a toxic workplace, and after much of the dust settled, Ellen tried to repair her battered image. On August 19, Variety reported that the Ellen DeGeneres show had parted ways with three senior producers in the wake of the ongoing criticism of the show's culture and allegation of bad behavior. That same day, the show resident DJ Stephen Twitch Boss was promoted to co-executive producer. Ellen also reportedly apologized to her staff on August 17, saying she's not perfect. She addressed the scandal on the season premiere of her 18th season, and this is what she said, quote, I learned that things happen here that never should have happened. I take that very seriously, and I want to say I am so sorry to the people that were affected. I know that I'm in a position of privilege and power, and with that comes responsibility, and I take responsibility for what happens at my show. The truth is I am that person that you see on TV, unquote. In December, Ellen endured another setback. She was diagnosed with COVID-19. Also, another uh, scandalous story for 2020, uh, Nick Cannon was fired by Viacom CBS, which owns, which owns MTV. On July 14th, after he, was made, he made controversial comments on his podcast that was widely viewed as vile and anti-Semitic. And while speaking on Cannon's class, Nick also called white people savages and barbaric. Viacom CBS issued a statement saying it condemns bigotry of any kind and we categorically denounce all forms of anti-Semitism, saying that Nick promoted hateful speech and spread anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Afterwards, Nick said Viacom CBS was bullying him, claiming that the media company misused an important moment for us to all grow closer together and learn more about one another. He blasted the decision and contended that Viacom CBS was trying to make an example of an outspoken black man. Now, Nick further said that the company was on the wrong side of history. He also demanded an apology from Viacom CBS. However, later that same week, Nick then issued an apology, though claimed his own community turned on him. He then sent out some cryptic tweet and disturbingly listed his location as heaven. 
Fox ended up letting Nick continue hosting The Mass Singer. Now, there was other reports rumored to be that he is in talks with Viacon and uh, VH1, I don't know, to try to bring the show, um, his show back um, while and out because it was such a popular show on VH1. It started on MTV2, then it moved to MTV, and then it moved to VH1. And it was such a popular show that their uh, budget got bigger, uh, it was the one. It became the number one show on that network. So we'll see what happens. The best in television and movies for 2020. You know, there's no way to truly recap the biggest entertainment stories of 2020. And the COVID-19 pandemic affected the world in ways that we will take years to document. Whether the public wants to revisit or reflect on this time or not. And it also made some story, even from a movie or television industry's perspective, seem unconsequential. But there were either pop culture events or business dealings that needed to be documented. And you might be surprised by some of them. Keeping all that in mind, we uh, we I have a run now of some of the lessons that were learned along the way. Um most of Europe and North America came to a full stop in March with the initial stay-at-home order, and film and television pro- uh, programs ceased production. Late-night talk shows began filming out of their host homes. Even news network became a mostly Zoom endeavor, and yes, you should have invested in Zoom. Movie theaters closed, Broadway turned the lights off, concert tours and mu- music festivals were uh, slowly canceled one by one. Film festivals were put on pause, amusement parks shuttered, and within weeks, the layoff and furlough began for jobs many assumed were safe from such economic crises. And even during World War II, Hollywood kept the wheels turning. There, this was something different, something historic, and if, if it ever happens again, you'll know the world taking a turn for the worse. Um, Hollywood... Um, it's now slowly getting back to work now with the COVID delay. It happened in fits and starts and after months of negotiation with the appropriate unions, but eventually film and television production began to wrap up again. Somewhat surprisingly, it was reality programs such as The Bachelorette and The Real Housewives franchise and The Masked Singer, among others, that returned to television production first. And there were... However, independent films that shot in relative secret during the quarantine, such as Malcolm and Marie with Zendaya and John David Washington, major franchise such as Jurassic Park and Mission Impossible, found ways to film overseas with weeks of COVID prep and testing. And on the flip side, production in New Zealand and Australia, where, where life had been relatively normal compared to the rest of the world, had been booming. In North America, studio lots were uh, busy again by fall, but major series delayed by the stay-at-home order such as Secession and The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was just returning to production by year end. But the kicker, unfortunately, is that despite testing protocol, many films and programs had to be shut down for weeks at a time due to positive tests, including The Batman, with star Robert Pattinson getting infected, Dear White People, The Flash, Young Sheldon, and more. But as 2021 round the corner, cast and crew are becoming used to new standards that found, that found talent waiting in bubbles between shots, digital crowd scenes, and few, fewer enclosed sets. Um, the funny thing about 
during the stay-at-home order, not only did streaming viewership surge, but people actually got so bored that they start watching network television again. And in March and April, rating was so substantially 28% from pre-stay-at-home orders. Programs such as The Voice, X Factor, Survivor, and Chicago saw their highest rating in years. And that's not an exaggeration. According to the Nelson, viewership overall, overall spiked the week of April 6th when 170 billion minutes of streaming occurred in the U.S. alone. By June, however, the bump had almost entirely evaporated as much as the nation saw restrictions lifted. On the other hand, ratings for uh, abbreviated season of the major sports leagues like NFL, MLB, and NBA were down compared to previous years, and a genuine surprise for many who believe viewers would flock to more live event coverage. And outside of the music industry, the live theater, you could argue the most almost global stay-at-home orders demand that the theatrical distribution business more than any other. Uh, in 2019, 1.2 billion tickets were sold and generated, 11.2 billion in revenues in the U.S. alone. But as 2020 is looking at just a little over 2 billion in box office grosses, much of that figure, however, is thanks to major hits in January and February before the pandemic hit. And while studios pushed some of the 2020 films to um, PVODs or sold them to streamers, Coming to America 2, Trial of the Chicago 7, Greyhound, Christopher Nolan's Tenet was seen as the industry's great hope to reopen theaters in the summer. And while it earned like $304.3 million overseas, it took in just $57 million statewide. And locals were restricted in the top market in the country, like Los Angeles and New York, where movie theaters never reopened. It cut much into much of those grosses. And after those disappointing results, studios began pushing most of their year-end releases far into 2021, and that forced some change to cease operations and close locations. So it took a lot of hit. Uh, HBO Max and Peacock, they stumbled out of the gate. Uh the Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, Amazon Prime Video, and Apple TV uh, saw a surge in app downloads and adoptions during the early months of the stay-at-home order. Uh, also, uh, it also saw a lot of reboots, uh, like Say by the Bell. Um, they also saw that the, there was launches on difference uh, between. Uh, HBO, HBO Now, HBO Go, and HBO Max. And many didn't understand that they could get HBO Max for free if they already had an HBO subscription. Uh, many networks or services, uh, the pandemic also delayed uh, what series it could debut, uh, like Anna Kendrick's Love Life and the reality competition show Legendary. They earned season two renewals. Um, also, um, there was also uh, chaos uh, with HBO Max decision with Warner Bro- uh, Warner Media, uh, where they were saying that that the company funded almost three quarters of a two hundred million dollar plus movie, and then their partner, whose responsibility was to market and distribute some movies, decided not only to release it in theater, but on their fledging streaming services at the same time. A movie that even in a pandemic could seriously undercut its momentary performance, and they understand that the fury is what 
is what Warner Media had dealt with both publicly and privately since dropping a bombshell that it was releasing all of its 2021 film on HBO Max and in the theater at the same time. So it was a lot of changes, um, and that now more people are at home. They decide to uh, release a lot of these movies and shows on these streaming services so that, you know, people won't have to venture out and go and a lot of these places won't be super spreaders. So, so a lot of things have changed. A lot of ha- things have changed as far as these big companies like Warner Brothers, HBO, Amazon Prime, you name it. They they wanted to, uh, and you got to remember, a lot of them are in competition with each other. So, in order to give the consumer what they want and make it better for them, they try to offer all these different services for people to enjoy and watch maybe their favorite TV program or their favorite movie. So it was one big thing in the, for 2020. Um, wow, I can't believe how fast the time is going. We have 21 minutes left remaining in the show. Uh, we're going to do uh, another countdown. You know, at, you know, we're going to talk about the music as, if, if times prevail, and I have my own countdown of some of the top songs of 2020 that I thought should have made. It was my own personal countdown, and this uh, artist comes in at number two. You know, this woman. Uh, how can I explain Megan The Stallion? She had a really good year, and. She had one of the biggest hits of the year, and she comes in on, on number two on my list. When she she and another Houston native, Beyonce knows, they teamed up together to join forces on a remix that became not only a summer anthem, but became popular on TikTok with its own dance. And Megan's talent is... So, I mean, she is so talented with her rapping skill and the team up with Beyonce, it was like a no-brainer. Um, this dynamic single received an extra jolt of rawness when Megan and Queen B gave their stamp of approval for the only fan enthusiasts, De- uh, Demon Time Warriors, and more. And while Beyonce surfed through the Jay White did it beat with calm precision. Megan took the hook, and she remained the backbone for the swaggering track. Ultimately, the Houston connection proved to be timely, as Megan landed her first Hot 100 number one this year with this remix. This is Megan The Stallion featuring Beyonce Knowles and the Savage Remix.
If you wanna see some real featuring Beyonce Knows in the Savage remake. And congratulations to Megan Thee Stallion because she was on Time Magazine 100 Most Influential People of the Year. So happy for her. We are running out of time here. we got to move fast. we only got a few minutes left in the show, and I haven't even got to uh, some of the other top uh, stuff for 2020. Um uh, as far as music news is concerned, uh, Taylor Swift, she had uh, a good year despite 
some bumps in the road for her. You know, she dropped not only one but two acclaimed surprise albums in 2020, Folklore in July, and Evermore in December. She also continued to feud with music manager and labor exec Scooter Brown, who in the fall closed on a deal to sell Taylor's master to an investment fund and later identified as Disney, uh, Disney Family Shamrock holding private equity firm for north of $300 million. Now, Taylor, who began re-recording her first six albums the same month, hit back after the news broke, tearing into Scooter and detailing how her team attempted to enter into negotiation, but they were foiled as his team wanted um, her to sign a NDA stating that she would never say another word about Scooter Braun unless it was positive before we could even look at the financial records of BMLG, which is always the first step in the purchase of this nature. And she explains this, that she would have to sign a document that would silence her forever before she could even have a chance to bid on her own work. And her legal team said that this is absolutely not normal and that she'd never seen an NDA like this presented unless it was to silence an assault accuser by paying them off. These master recordings were not for sale to her. Uh, see, uh, Miley Cyrus, uh, she released a comeback single, Midnight Sky. Uh, she's back and asserting her independence in her late, latest song called Midnight Sky, where she sings that she doesn't belong to anyone. Lady Antebellum, now Lady A, and the Dixie Chicks who dropped the Dixie made these adjustments after considering the pre-Civil War association of their name amid the fight for racial equality. One Direction celebrated 10 years since their formation on the X Factor with a new anniversary website celebrating videos and shareable music playlists, although fans were hoping for a reunion. We just heard from Megan Stallion. Not only she did a had a chart topping hit with Beyonce with Savage Remake, she also did had a chart topping hit with Cardi B for WAP, uh, where the song where they talked about they weren't afraid to hold back uh, their their sexuality and how the two uh, female fierceness while dancing in animal print outfit was one of the most talked about videos of the year and one of the most talked about songs of the year. Um, Marriages and proposals this year. Uh, We've seen Pamela Anderson say I do for the fifth time. It was just over in just a few days. uh, The former Baywatch star married movie mogul John Peters, who produced A Star Is Born, this was on January 20th. The pair previously dated 30 years ago, and John confirmed the nuptials, telling the Hollywood Reporter that there were beautiful girls everywhere, but he could have his pick. But for 35 years, he always wanted Pamela. He said, uh, quote, she makes him wild in a good way. She inspires him. Uh, he protected her and treated her the way that she deserved to be treated. But when Pam confirmed the nuptial with a lengthy poem, saying that they loved each other without condition, the love didn't last. And just 12 days after they got married, a split was confirmed in early February. And on February 10, John told Page Six he was hurt that things imploded with Pam after he paid off her sizable debt. He dropped everything for Pamela Anderson, and he uh, she had about $200,000 in bills, and she wasn't able to pay them, so he paid them for her. And... And this was the things that he got after he paid off her debt. He felt that he was played. He said, quote, there's no fool like an old fool, 
but Pamela denied it, and a previous report claimed that John proposed to Pam over lunch with family and friends. And Love is in the Air, Demi Lovato announced her engagement to the young and restless alum Max uh, Erich, as did Luke Combs with his girlfriend Nicole Hawken. Sean Penn secretly got married to actress and philanthropist Layla George, and Brooklyn Beckham, the 21-year-old son of David and Victoria Beckham, announced on Instagram that he's engaged to actress Nicola uh, Pence. And on all, on finally, on October 27, after five years of dating, the Voice coaches Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani announced their engagement. The No Doubt singer captioned an Instagram photo showing off her ring. The country music star posted the same pic on Instagram, writing, quote, Hey, Gwen, thanks for saving my 2020 and the rest of my life. I love you. I heard a yes, unquote. Also, big engagement for music star Ariana Grande on December 20th. She revealed on Instagram that she and her boyfriend of less than a year, real estate agent Dalton Gomez, are engaged. Uh, she captioned a sideshow of photos of herself and her love, plus her unique engagement ring. The engagement comes two years after she called on a brief engagement to comedian Pete Davidson. And some of the divorces for this year, uh, we saw uh, Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler announced that they were divorcing after nearly seven years of marriage and as a decade as a couple. Kelly Clarkson had ended her seven-year marriage to music manager Brandon Blackstock. Uh, on June 4th, the singer and talk show host quietly filed divorce paper in Los Angeles. Prior to filing, Kelly had been quarantined with the talent manager and the children at their Montana ranch. And most of their friends were shocked by the divorce, the divorce news, uh, which grew more complicated by Kelly and Brandon's working relationship. Also, Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis quietly split early in the year and in their engagement of seven years. People Magazine reported that on November 13, uh, the children are the priorities and the heart of the family relationship. The actress, director, and the Saturday Night Live alum who share a son and daughter were first linked in 2011 and got engaged the following year. And what is a year without all the people that we lost? Uh, we lost a lot of people this year. Uh, we lost uh, a NBA legend. Uh, we lost Kobe Bryant. Uh, he, the th- this was a few months before the coronavirus pandemic stopped the NBA season dead in its tracks, and players boycott for social justice temporarily halted the restart season. The league, the sports, the players, and fans had been forced to pause by the ultimate t- timely death of Kobe Bryant in a helicopter crash. Bryant had been flying with his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, in a helicopter when it crashed in the hills of Calabasas, killing them and seven others. It rocked fans on six continents, prompted an incredible avalanche of gifts and mementos across the street from the Staples Center, and cemented Bryant as perhaps the one shared experience Los Angeles had. It was the first time in many years the league and its fans were having to contend with the loss of a legend. And despite his five NBA titles, 18 All-Star appearances, and two Olympic gold medals, Brian was never quite spoken of it in the same breath as Michael Jordan or LeBron James. But Brian was an important
important bridge between the NBA's Jordan era and the LeBron era. He was known for his relentless pursuit of perfection, so much so that as his memorial in February, Jordan recalled how Bryant would message him at 3 a.m. to discuss basketball. He was one of the rare superstars in recent history to spend all his career with one franchise, spending his 20 seasons with the Los Angeles Lakers. And Hollywood lost an icon early this year, Kirk Douglas, who had six-decade careers that saw him start in Spartacus, Champion, and other memorable projects, passed away on February 4th. Kirk's son, Michael Douglas, announced the news. He said, it was with tremendous sadness that my brothers and I announced that Kirk Douglas left us today at the age of 103. And to the world, he was a legend, an actor from the golden age of movies who lived well into his golden years, a humanitarian whose commitment to justice and the causes he believed is set a standard of us all to inspire to, unquote. Michael said on the Instagram of his Oscar-winning father, but to me and my brother Joel and Peter, he was simply dead. To my wife, Catherine Zeta-Jones, a wonderful father-in-law, to his grandchildren and great-grandchildren, their loving grandfather, and to his wife, Anne, a wonderful husband. Hollywood reacted to the news with many, many tributes. Catherine posted a touching photo of herself kissing her father-in-law on the cheek, and she said, To my darling Kirk, I shall love you for the rest of my life. I miss you already. Sleep tight. Unquote. Also, we will miss the gambler on March 19, Kenny Rogers, a three-time Grammy winner with a career spanning six decades, passed away at 81. The legendary singer was in hospice care in Georgia at the time of his death. Kenny Rogers left an indiable mark on the history of, of American music. His songs have endured music lovers and touched the lives of millions around the world. His family said in a statement that Kenny's death sparked mourning throughout the inter entertainment industry. And longtime friends and duet partner Dolly Parton said, quote, I love Kenny with all my heart, my heart broken. Uh, Lionel Richie added, so much laughter, so many adventures to remember, my heart is broken, unquote. Ray Horn, one half of the famed Seafree and Roy duo, passed away on May 8th of COVID-19 complications. He was 75. For decades, Seafree and Roy had a huge presence on the Las Vegas Strip. The magician found a permanent home there in 1990 when the Mirage opened. They act quickly because one of the hottest tickets in the city, but the show came to a sudden and shocking end in October 2003 when Roy was mauled by one of their tigers during a performance. On May 10th, Seafree, uh, Roy's longtime stage partner, said Roy had been cremated and that his ashes would remain at the Las Vegas estate they share, which is known as Little Bavaria. Uh, his urn stayed with him, Seafree told a German publication. He said, quote, I put it in our chapel. We discussed that during the, our lifetime. Roy never let, let his mother, Joanna, urn and that of our deceased animals be buried, but kept them in his bedroom. Um, yeah, rest in peace to Roy Hearn, uh, Horn, I'm sorry, Roy Horn, one half of the famed Seafree and Roy duo who we passed away in May. Also, we lost, uh, which was ended up being a tragic drowning, Glee star Naya Rivera, who played Santana Lopez on the hit Fox show for six seasons, went missing on the afternoon of July 8th after taking her four-year-old son, with ex-husband Ryan Dorsey out on a Southern California lake. The actress-singer had rented a platoon boat for them to enjoy the water, but three hours later it was spotted adrift with only her son asleep and alone on board. 
Authorities launched a massive surf by Naya, who grew up nearby and often visited the, the man-made lake over the years, but the following day announced that it had tragically turned from a rescue to a recovering mission, and she was presumed dead. After authorities found Naya's body on July 13, a Vittori County Sheriff spokesman detailed her final moments. Uh, she... They said that they believed she was swimming with her son when the water got too rough. She mustered the energy to heroically save her son and that she boosted him up back on the boat, but she disappeared into the water. And on July 14, the coroner confirmed that Naya, who was 33 at the time, died of accidental drowning, and that same day Glee Creators started a college fund for her son. We also lost uh, Kelly Preston. She passed away on July 12th. Following a secret two-year battle with breast cancer, John Travolta's, uh, who Kelly's husband of 28 years, announced the news, and you know he, he said um, that she fought a courageous fight with the love and support of so many, which he began a message on Instagram, and he also is grateful to all the doctors and nurses at the MD Anderson Cancer Center of all their uh, and all the medical staff how they helped, as well as many of her friends and loved ones who had been with her by her side. So rest in peace to Kelly Preston. We also lost Regis Philbin, a man beloved by multiple generations and once dubbed the hardest working man in showbiz. He passed away on July 25th from a heart attack caused by heart disease. He was 88. Chadwick Bozeman passed away. Uh, that one was a shocker on August 28th at the age of 43 with no warning. Chadwick Bozeman passed away of complication from colon cancer. The announcement of his death was stunning, not just because of his relative youth, but because so few people outside of his family knew he'd been fighting the disease for four years. And uh, Kachata Farrell from Two and a Half Men, she died on August, uh, October 12th at the age of 77 following complication of cardiac arrest. Uh, Sean Connery, one of the defining actors of the era, passed away on October 31st at 90. Uh, while he had a five-decade movie career, Sean was best known for playing James Bond, when he did in seven, which he did in seven films. He, re- he was regarded as the best to ever take on the famous spy. And the beloved Jeopardy host, Alex Trebek, passed away on November 8th following a well-documented battle with pancreatic cancer. And David Lander the best actor known for playing Andrew Squiggy Squigman alongside Michael McKean, Lenny Kanoski in the 1970 sitcom Laverne and Shirley died in, in on December 4th at the age of 73. And Natalie DeSalle Reed, the actress who we know in the roles in such movies such as Babs and Medea's Big Happy Family and the sitcom E died on December 7th at the age of 53 after battling colon cancer. Tommy Tiny Lister, uh, who we know from the Fridays franchise, he had died after suffering from coronavirus system, symptoms. You know, he also played the president in uh, the movie with Bruce Willis in The Fifth Element. Charlie Pride died in Dallas on December 12th, a complication from coronavirus. He was 86. Everybody was heartbroken, and he... Um, was was even worse to know that he passed away from COVID-19 after he tested negative, negative, right before he was awarded one of the biggest honor awards at the Country Music Awards show. 
just so sudden. Um, we're closing down, you know, you know, 2020 was a big year, and the show was only, we could go on and on, but we just were running out of time. But I had my own music countdown, some of the songs that I thought was one of the biggest in 2020, and this was my last show, my last song for uh, on the countdown uh, came for, came uh, to an artist who, how should I say, got kind of, he was kind of, I guess, he, well, put it this way. This hit that nobody besides the Recording Academy was able to avoid this year, and Blinding Light was a glimmering sound of this Canadian artist, hitting the gas pedal on his 80s neon north fantasy and hightailing it down the Vegas Strip with the rest of 2020 pop music doggedly on his trail, attempting to vein to catch up. No luck this year, but maybe they'll get there by sometime in late 2021. He was, um, you know, when it came to the nominations for the Grammys, he was stiffed. He was shortchanged by the nomination because he had one of the best albums, best year on record as far as music, and I'm talking about The Weeknd. This is my number one song for 2020. This is The Weeknd in Blinding Light.
Yeah, that was The weekend. He's my number one top song for 2020 with Blinding Lights. Well, I just want to wish everybody uh, a happy new year and to stay safe and love each other. And I want to thank everybody who's been tuning in for this whole year and for the past 10 years. And uh, hopefully we'll see a better um Hopefully we'll see a brighter light in 2021. Hopefully we'll we'll try to get back to normal and enjoy all the things we love in life and being with our families and being entertained and going to those concerts and 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 seeing each other and hugging each other. And uh, as we say goodbye to this awful year we call 2020, just let's not forget that you know we have to be. And we have to really love each other and be for each other and to stay positive because if anything this pandemic has shown us is that life is very short. And the things that we take for granted, we could lose it in just a a snap of a finger. So make sure you love each other, stay safe, and and just enjoy life. And uh, hopefully... We'll have a much better year in 2021. That's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Give Have a great week. Have a great day. Stay safe, and Happy New Year. Take care. <laughs>